Public service notice. Many accents were harmed in the recording of this podcast. What matters? Hello and welcome to Maths Matters. It's a mini podcast brought to you by me, Julie Gould. And me, Phil Smith. And in this series, we're going to explore what's the point of maths. Exactly why maths matters. We all learn it at school, but why? Why do we need to know about algebra? Maths matters. What is the point of all those different number series? Maths matters. And why should we bother learning all about long division? Maths matters. Why does maths matter? Well, you're about to find out. Patterns and sequences exist in numbers, but also in shapes. And shapes are part of a type of maths called geometry. To give you a proper definition, geometry is the study of shapes. You can use it to measure the area of a flat surface, the perimeter of a shape, or you can use it to measure the volume or surface area of solid shapes. Geometry as a mathematical tool can be traced back to the ancient Egyptians, who used basic forms of geometry to measure volumes of solid containers so that they could know how much grain or other food type it contained. They also used it to measure angles and lengths to create bricks of certain sizes and, of course, to build those fantastic pyramids. There are also accounts in Egypt that it was used after the annual floods of the River Nile people would use geometry to work out property lines, making sure that they got their farmland exactly back. When translated from ancient Greek, geometry literally means measure of earth. Geo for earth and metron for measure. And that's exactly what they used it for, to measure how large or small a piece of land was. That's matters. Picture this. The Nile has recently flooded again and farmers need to find a way to measure out their plots. A local surveyor is trying to help them by measuring out the land. Oh, it's that time of year again. I mean, the river's just flooded and the farmers are going to be here. How am I going to make sure that they all get their land back exactly measured out as it was? I don't know. Oh, who's... Oh, they're at the door already. Oh, okay. Uh, look, okay, professional. Look, get up. We're going to solve this. Okay, I've got to be ready to like. Oh, who are you? Hello, hello, hello. Can I can I help you with your work today, please? I I've got nothing to do as the the farm I was working on. Well, uh, well, it's a little bit soggy. Yes, yeah, soggy. No kidding. All, all, all right, kid. Um, what do you think you can help me with? Like, I mean, the windows have been washed by the river already. I mean, what? What 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 can you do? Well, well, I I have um I have this piece of string holding up my trousers. We could use that. How long is this piece of string? Well, it's twice as long as half its length. Very good. Yes, you could use me and my string. Yeah, actually I think we could, but um how exactly? Okay. Well, well, I could I could lie down and you could put my piece of string next to me. And when the piece of string is as long as me, you tie a knot in it and then it is one length of of me. 
and then we could put lots of bits of string that are lengths of me together to make a big string of multiple me's and we know how long it is in terms of me so you want to use you as the unit of measurement I, I, well me i don't like one me two me three me four me it sounds like it's two like me 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 and that will give me a headache so let's think of calling it something else uh oh what's your name yeah what's your name maybe that'll work my name is nile no nile your name yes we're in egypt and your name is N- how do you know any other niles no i am the only nile i am Denial. Your denial. Oh, very good. I'm working with denial. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. I, th- I think we can work. Well, one Nile, two Nile. That can- I think that will work. Okay, great. That- I think let's get to work because it's already... Uh, well, actually, what time is it? Well, if we look at the sun and the, the shadow over... Yeah, okay. So it's about midday. Oh, okay. Well, let's get some rope the, uh, and, and measure out uh, 12 U's or 12, 12 Niles with a knot at each length of Nile. So one Nile long. Okay, so that's one Nile. That's two Niles. That's three Niles. A little while later. And here we go. Twelve Niles. This is nice, but it's not that long. You know, the the farmer's land is, is very, very long. Much, much longer than 12 Mies. 12 Niles. We are using almost the power of 12 Niles because we have mathematics on our side. Because maybe we can turn this piece of string into something useful. What if we fold it at the third Nile and then at the seventh and bring the ends together? A little while later. Okay, so let's see. We've got this three-sided, three-pointed shape and it looks good. I wonder if we could use this same shape with longer string, like more niles. Make it bigger. Oh, let's find out. A little while later. Hey, looking good. Look at this string with 24 niles. Great day, by the way. Which is twice as long as the first one we made. It gives us the same shape as the first one when we fold it at the 6th and 14th knots. And the same thing happens for the 36 nile long string that we've just made too. This is genius. Together we are unstoppable. I could use these strings, the the length of many Niles, congratulations, you are part of history, to measure out the land into these weird three-sided shapes and slot them together to make four-sided shapes and then divide it up equally between the farmers. Great! You are hired. Well, that's if you want a job. I mean, like, you, you'll obviously have to be lying down here for a few days whilst we measure enough rope to, to measure the land from here to, well, all along the Nile. Get it? <laughs> oh. oh, don't moan. You'll really start moaning when you realise that I can't lie down and do that part because my back is in bits. I have to go to the chiropractor. Oh, double. Oh. <laughs> hey, you'll learn to love my jokes. The most famous ancient mathematician to study geometry is Euclid. No one knows much about him as a person, but they do know that he wrote a big book around 2,300 years ago that was still used to teach maths only a few hundred years ago. This book, called Elements, described geometry in some very simple steps. He started with a point, like an X marks the spot on a treasure map. He then said, let's get another point. Maybe the starting point on a treasure map. 
Now, the shortest distance between these two points is a line. And a line has length, but no breadth. Then Euclid added another line just above the first, running in exactly the same direction. Now, these two lines never met, even if they continued on forever. And he called these parallel lines. Now, if the two lines were drawn so that they did meet at any point, they were called convergent lines and they would have an angle between them. Now, what if the two lines started in exactly the same place, one on top of the other, but you just took one end of one line and raised it up slightly? A bit like a clock. Why don't you try this now? Put both of your arms together and point them to the right towards three o'clock. Now, take your left arm and raise slightly so it's pointing at the one o'clock. In between these two arms, these two identical lines, you have made a sharp, pointy angle called an acute angle. Oh, how cute. Acute. Keep moving your left hand until it's pointing directly up towards 12 o'clock and you've made a right angle. That's right. Continue to move your arm around a little more, maybe to the 10 o'clock, and you've got an obtuse angle. Oh, don't be so obtuse, Phil. I, I won't be. Move it a little more all the way to nine o'clock and you're back to a horizontal line. Lay it down. Nice. Now, if you move your arm all the way round back to three o'clock again, what did you just draw? A circle. And if you add up all of the angles together inside a circle, you get 360 units, which Euclid called degrees. The 360 number came from the fact that a year was around 360 days long, give or take. Really, geometry is all about relationships between these lines and angles. Not the mushy, lovey-dovey kind of relationship, but the if something happens to one, what happens to the other kind of relationship. So from those basic explanations that Euclid created about lines and angles, all sorts of shapes can be created. There are two-dimensional shapes, which have a height and a width and can be drawn on a piece of paper. And there are three-dimensional shapes, which have a height, a width and a depth, and, if small enough, can be held and felt in your hand. Now, many of these shapes we've been playing with since we were tiny babies. There are these shape sorter toys that you need to find the right shape to put into its corresponding hole. It's a favourite in many families, although very likely a frustration-inducing torture device for the babies who are trying to put the square peg into the triangular hole. But understanding the relationship between shapes and spaces helps us to understand our natural world. Maybe next time you go out for a walk, have a look and see what shapes you can find. Can you see any circles in nature? Maybe drop a pebble in a pond. What do you see? Slice open an onion. What do you see? Where do you think you might be able to find a six-sided shape called a hexagon? Or what about a shape that is repeated over and over as the shape gets bigger and bigger? This is called a fractal. Recently in the UK and Ireland, we had a lot of snow and snowflakes are fractals. You can also look for symmetry where two sides of something match, like butterfly wings. Or if you spin an object around, it still looks the same like a starfish. 
The designed world, those bits made by humans, are also filled with shapes and geometry. Let's just think about buildings. You know, this could be from the most elaborate to the most simple. The architects who designed these used geometry to create a detailed building plan and to divide up the space. The engineers and the builders who then build these buildings would need a good knowledge of geometry to create a safe building. And the designers who work on the interior need an understanding of geometry to make things look pretty on the inside. Geometry matters. It really does. And in our next episode, we're going to continue to look at shapes and geometry and see how shapes shape our futures and how they're used in buildings. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.